Welcome back to Confessions from the Sidelines. And I'm your host, Sarah L. Cowart. I am thrilled to share today's episode with you. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our partners. Y'all know how much I love CB Supplements. CB Supplements is a multi-collagen protein powder, meaning it contains all five types of collagen from four animal sources. Not to mention, it's NSF certified for sports and supported by Dr. Kate. You won't find a cleaner multi-collagen supplement out there. CB Supplements has been so kind to give all of our listeners $5 off your order. Head on over to cbsupplements.com and grab yours today. Don't forget to use the code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, for $5 off at checkout. Now, on to today's show. Today's guest is Amber Fiebelheimer. Amber is aspiring women with her podcast and the Momentum Restart Method. Momentum Restart is a coaching program designed to empower goal-driven women to conquer negative mindsets and find a routine that works with their lives, not against it. 92% of working moms report feeling overwhelmed with work, home, and parenting, which proves women today are desperately needing support to help them prioritize their own health in order to make the impact they desire. What's even better is now these women are able to pass along these strategies to their kids. Take a listen as we chat about the things that are holding us back and how we can increase the things that move us forward in life. Here is my conversation with Amber. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I am so thrilled to have you on the show because I want people to know who you are, what you do. So I want us to jump right in to it and so that you can tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what is this big thing that you're accomplishing right now? Thank you for asking. I am loving what is happening right now. I have had a teaching career for about 20 years, still teaching. I actually teach music and singing and piano. And through that, I was helping kids find their confidence through their voice. And from that, I became a health coach and also are helping other moms find their confidence as well and recognize that they need to take care of themselves, not get to, or have to, but need to. And also since then, then I was able to put both of those together. And now I'm working, I have a podcast called the momentum restart, where we share all about mindset work behind the confidence, clarity, getting rid of those excuses or things that keep us stuck and help us to keep moving forward. Oh, I, I love that so much because I think we talk a lot on the show about mindset, confidence, all of these things, because becoming a collegiate athlete, it is more than just being the star athlete, having the most skill. There's so many things that come into that. So could you tell a little bit about like, as you're working with clients and you, you're having this conversation of confidence, even the students that you work with, what is one of those big struggles that you always see? Those confidence struggles always come up with, we all have it, right? We always will have it. I still work through it every day. And it always comes up in an area where we have fear or doubt, or we don't think that we are worth whatever it is we are trying to shoot for. And what I do notice is that confidence is not, I used to think it was something that we could just turn on and say, okay, I'm going to be confident, but ultimately 
that didn't work over time. We could try, we could fake it. But then what really brought the confidence and especially in my students is when they would see in themselves overcoming these mindset struggles or overcoming the thing that they were fear afraid of and being brave in that face of facing what they were afraid of. And then realizing that that built their confidence over time. Oh, wow. Cause I'm, I'm thinking a little bit of our high school student athletes who are thinking, Oh, I have this big dream to play in college, but maybe they're, they're not there yet. Like they haven't peaked athletically or anything like that. And that really takes a hit on our confidence. So are there like tangible things that you've seen have worked with your, your students and even some of the clients you work with now that where they could take a deeper dive to really see what's holding them back? Yeah, for sure. So I always like to start with excuses. And I like that word because it's easy to find. And I don't mean it to be in a negative way because we are so hard on ourselves. So if we say, oh, I'm just making this excuse. I just have to do it. I just have to push through. But really, I think it's so good to stop and look at what that quote unquote excuse is. And really what it is, is it's your brain trying to tell you something. So we might be saying, I can't do that because of this, or I have this, uh, limitation or time or whatever. I don't have this, that this person has, and we use that excuse, but really stop and start evaluating that excuse and really peel back those layers. And it always uncovers one of two things. One, it can be a real valid excuse. Actually, it's a real valid thing that is actually happening. And then we can adjust our expectations and move forward in a way that we have the capacity to do in a realistic way that we don't feel so overwhelmed. And the other option, which I see more often is we evaluate that excuse. And then we realize that it was one of those things that stopped our confidence, that mindset. Usually it's fear or doubt almost all of the time. Usually it's not because we don't have time or I don't have this that this person has. It's usually fear or doubt of failure, fear of failure, or it's doubting that they actually can get to the point they want to get to. Wow. That like my my brain is in overdrive thinking about this, about like that fear, whatever that underlying fear is. Cause I'm even thinking from an academic standpoint, you know, I've had students before give an excuse of like, oh, I didn't do A, B, and C task. Or like, you know what, actually I, I didn't go to class. And one of the reasons was like, the kid was like, well, I didn't have my lab manual. And I was like, oh, wait, pause. Because you could have still gone to class without the lab manual. But as I'm hearing you talk about, it was that fear of judgment, that fear from the professor of like, Oh, like I, I didn't come prepared. Yep. What, what will that look like on me feeling that way? Yeah. And that's always something more, right? Yeah. Like that totally turns the vision of like, Oh, okay. Well, how can we conquer that? What could you have said to yourself differently or even the conversation with your professor or your classmates? How could that have changed the tune of it? So you could have been present and been in class. Yes, absolutely. And when you take the time to stop and evaluate those excuses, then then that's when you have that momentum and you can start moving forward instead of just allowing it to, it feels good in the moment to just let that excuse give us that freedom, but 
ultimately that freedom is going to make us feel resentful or regret. So instead taking a pause and digging a little bit deeper, asking yourself, why do I really not want to do this? What is really happening? That's when we start to see that momentum. Oh gosh. And I just can see like the snowball effect of the momentum that keeps going and keeps going. And like, now these kids are to the point where they're like, Oh, I'm going to reach my goal. I'm going to like really push hard and push through. But then we've got to take a step back because I'm thinking of our students who are maybe, you know, 14 to 18 or even 18 to 22 at the college age of now we've got to set some boundaries. Like once we have that confidence, now we got to think about, okay, how's this affecting the rest of the world around me? And specifically thinking student athletes, what could they do to have those conversations to help set healthy boundaries when they're really pulling full force trying to reach these goals? I love that question. And athletes are amazing to me. My husband is an amazing athlete. I am not, I'm a performer. I've been a musician. I played basketball in high school, but my passion all through high school was, uh, being on stage. And so that was my performance and I was all in practice all day. And that I can relate in that situation where, you want something so badly. And so you are so willing to just give everything. And when you are 14 to 18, you can give a lot, you can give a lot more than you can now at my age. So I remember just giving everything. And what was really helpful for me at the time was when my parents asked me why it was, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And that, because I wanted to do everything, I wanted to do this performance and this performance. And I thought if I did this, it would help me get here. And I had, I just like eat, breathe, lived music for everything. And when they asked me the why I quickly realized I could take some of these things off my plate because it didn't actually help me get to the goal that I wanted to get to. I didn't have to do everything. And that really helped me enjoy life too. So having those mentors and remembering that what your why is ultimately will help you choose what it is you absolutely have to do. And then you get to choose what else you want to do and remembering to take breaks as well and enjoy your life. And it's been shown that we're more creative after we take breaks and we're more focused after we take a rest or a break. So if you feel like you're just pushing and pushing, but you're starting to get to that burnout, you're not going to be performing as well. So in anything in school, in sports and music, whatever it is, we're not going to perform as well. If we don't give our bodies and our minds or souls, that little rest that we need. Oh, you said two things. And so I want to, cause I'm like, my brain's going like two different directions. Cause you really talked about burnout, which I know we've, I've talked about that with other athletes on the show, but then I want to come back to that really big question that you talked about is finding your why. And yeah. this is, this is something we recently um, chatted on the show with um, the AD of Penn state. And she was talking about, you know, Simon Sinek's book, find your why and how like, you, when you are able to dig deep and know why you're doing something, it then fuels everything else that's kind of like really catapulting you forward and saying, yeah. like, this is the next thing. This is why I'm doing it. And when you know that, and yeah, you're pushing hard, you're pushing hard. We know these athletes go 90 nothing all the time. But then we also get to that point where we will all burn out at some point. Yeah. 
like, I don't, if it's an athlete, if it's, you know, a performer, if it's an entrepreneur, someone in the, just a professional, a mom, a dad, anyone, like we are going to have those moments of burnout. Yeah. And so my question, when we know our why, and we're working towards that, but then we start to feel these moments of burnout, how do we balance that? Because we can really feel stuck in those moments, even though we already know our why. Yeah, you're right. And we can feel when you are burnt out already, it's helpful to pause and think of what your baseline is, what your minimum baseline. I know we can really go with that all or nothing mindset, especially if you're really determined and you're going all in for a goal that you have, we can think we go all in and then until we can't go anymore. And then we just completely stop. And that can go on for a season. But what happens when we keep starting and stopping like that over and over again, is that becomes even more frustrating. And that is what burns us out ultimately to a whole new level of burnout. When we start feeling so discouraged that we have to start and stop. If you think of when you're lifting weights and if you're doing a bicep curl and you're lifting up you're doing your bicep curl and you're not taking any pauses in between. So you've got a little momentum behind it. And, but if you changed it up and you did a rep where you let your arm dangle, it's completely straight. You don't have any momentum behind it. And you go from zero to lifting that bicep curl. And then went back down to the same thing, let your arm dangle, no weight behind it. And then you lifted it up. It's going to be so much harder without that momentum behind it to keep lifting that weight. So why not why put ourselves in that situation other than, of course, that's great for strength training, but for real life, when we are working on a goal, instead of putting ourselves in that situation where we have to start from zero over and over again, which becomes so frustrating, why not find a way to have a little bit of momentum? And so that looks like switching our mindset from that all or nothing to all or something. So you can't, when you're feeling burnt out, resist the urge, completely give up on everything. And instead think, what is one thing I can do right now to still help me move forward? And people always ask me, how do I know what the one thing is? Or they always want to choose the biggest, hardest thing. But I say, choose the easiest thing on your list. Choose the one that you're so excited about. If you look at your list and you think, well, that one's super easy. I could totally do that. I could crush that goal. I don't even have to try do that one. That's your minimum baseline. And then when you feel like you've got a little bit of rest, you're not starting from zero. You still have some momentum in the bank. Oh gosh. I love that phrase. When you talk, you always talk about like having a minimum baseline. And so I'm going to like pause because I'm going to ask a question. I, there are some moments where I feel like we're getting that stage of burnout. Then we, that's when, then we want to identify our minimum baseline. Yeah. But is it better to identify the minimum baseline when we're feeling well, things are going great so that our brains don't have to do all that work when we start to hit that like quote unquote wall? Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Always know. And that's something I work with clients. I work with a lot of business owners and women who are trying to take care of themselves as they're growing. And we always start with making their priority list and it has one thing on it and that is it. And they know during a busy season when kids are sick or they're sick or on vacation, whatever it is, they already know what their one thing is that they can do. And 
you're so right. Like when we are already in burnout, it's almost too late. We can always come back from it. We can work through it, but it's going to be so much easier if we know what that one thing is and we can learn to adjust and just switch it on to one thing, then switch it back to another whenever we're feeling up to it. So thinking of our um, teenagers and even like moms and parents who are listening to the podcast and thinking, okay, how do I help my teenager identify this? Because I mean, I have worked with tons of athletes, tons of students, you've taught tons of students and we see that 90 to nothing. Like it is either like we're all in or we're not doing anything. So how do we develop that conversation? What are some of the words that we can say to encourage Mm -hmm. this and cultivate it a little bit? So students understand, like they need a minimum baseline too. Yeah. You know, ultimately in that conversation with kids, it's ultimately reminding them that they are enough, that they are worthy, that they are, they don't have to prove something to anyone, to you having that conversation. So they know that they don't have to have that external expectation put on them, but instead they're reaching this goal because it's something that they love and you support them and you'll do whatever you can do to help them get there. But also knowing that that is not what cultivates that love between you and them and letting them know that they are enough. Oh gosh, that's powerful because like that goes back to that initial conversation we even started with talking about confidence. Yeah. When the students can be confident in who they are and their role and their ability and see that you as a parent, a supporter, you know, just the cheerleader in life that you support them in that. What a great conversation to have to say, okay, what is this minimum baseline? Where can we start? Because like, you're already enough. Everything that you do, you're like, you're awesome. Yeah. So let's like find, okay, maybe it is on this day of the week. You're like minimum baseline is you have to rest. Yeah. Because I think that goes back a lot of times to to what you were talking about. When we see the confidence, we see the burnout, we see all this stuff. It's because we also don't cycle in rest. Right. Absolutely. And having that minimum baseline tells us, okay, now it's time for me to rest. Now this is what I need to do and do this only these things. Yeah. And the kids are watching you. They're watching us and watching and mirroring what we do. So are we working seven days a week, never stopping to rest, not taking care of ourselves in our business? Well, then when they're working on their business, which is their goal of their uh, dream sport or their academics, whatever it is, they're going to mimic exactly what you do. So when incorporating that into family life, that rest, and also having that feeling of, we honor your rest in this house. We honor, um, this is just as important as working hard in this house. I think that is such a mindset shift, um, that I've seen be really powerful in families of recognizing we Cause we so often just encourage hard work. I do every day. We have a star chart for my kids and I have a five and seven year old and hard work is really important to us and being excellent and working hard and doing our best. But also when they're resting, I celebrate that too, because we have to start that young and we have to be a house where it, they feel like they can rest. A lot of times mentally, I think kids feel like they can't 
really rest in their own house because they feel like they do need to be accomplishing something all the time. So allowing for that space for them will really help set a good foundation in the beginning. Gosh, I, I, I am thinking to you with all the distractions and all the noise and social media and all this kind of stuff about having those conversations to say, like, we're going to yeah. turn it all off. We're going to rest. We're going to read a book. We're going to go for a walk. Like just to calm our souls and ourselves is so, yeah. so important. And teaching that, you know, even at the age of your kids, but even yeah. going through those high school levels, because I see that I see the burnout in college students where I have to say to them, okay, like, what are you going to take? Like, are you going to take a nap? Like, what are yep. you going to rest? Are you taking a day off, like what does that look like and having that conversation so they know what their minimum baseline is as well. Yeah. I love that. So important. Okay. So Amber, you know, the podcast is called confessions from the sidelines. And maybe I should like say this for you. It's like backstage. Um, yeah. <laughs> like what's your favorite memory from standing backstage or standing oh, on the man. sidelines? That's exactly what I was relating it to. But I also, I love the backstage before that feeling of before you go on stage, before you go on the field, it's the exact same feeling. You have so many nerves. You have worked so hard for this one hour and you have given everything to this one hour. And my favorite feeling is right when you walk on that moment of going from the nerves to stepping out in that bravery and stepping out on stage and no, and just trusting I've done all I can. Now I'm just going to enjoy it. And that first note that comes out feels incredible because there's nothing else you can do at that point. You just give all you've got and trust that all the preparation you've done and that you've worked so hard to get to is going to come through. That's my favorite moment. That first note. I love that so much. Cause I can even think like in my brain going, Oh yeah, that first whistle, like you prepared yeah. everything in this championship game, like the whistle blows and it Absolutely. is like I've done everything I can. And that yeah. moment. So oh, what a great memory and feeling of just being like behind the stage too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just knowing that everything you've worked for is now a time to enjoy it. I think when we're, we're playing, we have that competition, we are performing, whatever it is. I love cheering my husband on. He's a triathlete. And so I go watching his Ironman triathlete was, I think my favorite actual sideline experience because these athletes push themselves beyond body, what your body is capable of doing. And they kept going and it was so emotional. I just stood there and cheered for them the entire day, people you don't even know and seeing them cry and just having someone there cheering them on meant the world to them. So athletes are incredible to me and how they're able to push their body beyond some incredible limits. And it's, it's amazing. I love supporting them and cheering them on. That's my favorite part. Same. I a hundred percent agree with that. So Amber, where can people find you online? I know we talked a little bit about moment of restart the podcast, but I know you also yeah. have a great program. If people want to reach out to you and chat about that. Thank you. Yeah. You can find me on my website, coach and, or momentumrestart.com. They'll both take you to the same place. And you can also find my podcast momentum restart podcast on any of your favorite platforms. Excellent. Well, we'll be sure to link all of those in the show notes so people can connect with you online and learn more about everything that you do. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. See you later. 
Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's show, be sure to head on over to your favorite podcasting platform to rate and review the show. And as always, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.